This is The Grid, presented by Victoria College. Victoria College is a public, open admission college. Our mission is to provide educational opportunities and services for our students and the communities we serve. For more information, visit us at www.victoriacollege.com to schedule your tour. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of The Grid. My name is Jeremiah Sosa, the assistant sports editor, and I'm here joined by Mike Foreman, our sports editor, and Gabe Myers, our sports reporter. We got a lot to get into this week, but first we wanna we wanna hear from you. You can reach out to us on our Victoria Advocate Facebook page. You can also find our Advo Sports Facebook page, and you could find us on Twitter at Advo Sports. You could also email us at sports at vicad.com. All right, we're slowly getting back into football. Victoria West, they opened, recently opened up their spring ball. Um, the Victoria West Warriors, they started off with helmets this week, and I was out there today to, to cover what went down. And, you know, just looking at this team with, with the, the weapons that they have right now, they have Camden Repper and Kamari Montgomery. Both of them are going to be seniors this upcoming year. And, you know, this past year, they were they were juniors, but it was their first time playing uh, their positions. Repper played quarterback and Montgomery played running back. And they had pretty decent seasons. Uh, Repper threw for 2,152 yards and 28 touchdowns. And Montgomery ran for another 1,335 yards and 15 touchdowns. Um, when you look at this team, you know, with with what they have right now, obviously every every team goes through some losses whenever – you know, a senior class leaves. Um, and for this West team, they, they, they lost some pretty good seniors, including Carter Nelson and uh, uh, DeAndre Fillmore, who was arguably one of their better players uh, in school history. He left as the all, school's all-time leading receiver, and he also, you know, was a weapon on the defensive side of the ball. So when you when you look at a team like this, uh, you know, w- with the players that they have returning, they're, they're going to have to try to make up for those positions or for those players that are lost. But um, you know, for for Montgomery and Repper, I feel like they they they're a duo that can, you know, be a threat on the offensive side of the ball. And I know Mike, you uh, you know, you saw a little bit of of West this past season, and you you know, you followed them over the years. Um, you know, what are they going to have to do to kind of make up for for some of the losses that they've had on the offensive side of the ball? Well, I I think uh, like you said. Uh, will help them the fact that uh, the experience factor for for uh, rapper and um, and also uh, Montgomery those two kids uh, they came in last year new uh, Montgomery really kind of just took over right away uh, and uh, I think the key this year will probably be uh, up front with the offensive line and and also like you said receiver. You got to find that go-to guy you can, you know, replace uh, Fillmore with. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, they're they're going to have to be better. They had some struggles there last year. I think uh, East put quite a few points on them, didn't they, in that game, that back-and-forth crazy game that you covered? Yeah, that was a back-and-forth game. I think uh, West in that game, West got out to, you know, not a largely, but maybe like 14 points or so, and then, you know, East offense was able to get back back in it, so – yeah, like you said, uh, West defense really has to, you know, improve this year to, to you know, continue the success that they had uh, last season making the area round of the playoffs. Yeah, and also, uh, I guess uh, you spoke with uh, Charlie 
Reeve over there at East, and they'll be starting when next week. Yeah, they start up on Monday, uh, and then on Wednesday they'll they'll be in um, full pads. But yeah, I'm gonna be out there on Monday and you know kind of talk to Reeve and see what that you know that new era with Reeve is like at East. Yeah, and and we should point out too that a lot of the uh, obviously in Texas only six A and five A schools can can have spring drills, uh, but your other schools. They all go through kind of their off season. I know recently Travis Reed at El Campo, they do what, what they call a boot camp, and they just finished that up. I believe it was either uh, yesterday. I think they finished. So uh, you know, and right now, pretty soon, uh, some may already be playing. Seven on seven will pick up. So uh, it's like someone said, it's always football season in Texas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, West Spring Game is going to be on May 17th, which is a Wednesday. So uh, that's something a few a few fans can be looking forward to. All right, we're going to take a break and hear this commercial from White Trash Services. I'm joined by BJ Nelson. BJ, White Trash Services, what is it and, and, and what do you all do? Well, thank you for asking. We gather trash in the counties around the Crossroads area. We've been in business for eight years, and we have dumpster, trash can, and roll-off uh, companies. And, you know, y'all are y'all are big advocates for, for sports throughout the Crossroads region. Just what makes y'all want to sponsor uh, all, all high school sports throughout the Victoria area? High school sports are amazing. One, they keep kids out of trouble. It teaches them about character, teaches them about right and wrong, uh, how to do better in life. You learn a lot of life skills in sports and especially football. And how can someone get a hold of White Trash Services to start their service, rent a roll-off, or apply to be a part of your team? You can give us a call at 361 550-1826. I have a team of ladies that answer the phone and gentlemen. So give us a call anytime, 8 to 5 during the day, and uh, we'd be happy to visit with you about any of those things. All right, welcome back. It's time to get us some, into some track and field. Um, we we've been covering a few few events lately. Mike recently covered the District 25 and 26 4A area meet in Bay City. Uh, Mike Wharton had a pretty good performance there. Uh, you know, when you, when you were there in Bay City, what did you see out of them, and you know, how did that kind of uh, how did that area meet shake out? Well, it was interesting. Uh, a lot a lot of things. I was real curious to see uh, Jakar Allen run for uh, for Wharton. Um, he uh, he leads the area in the 400. He's run a uh, 48 something. He did again at that meet, uh, and it was kind of interesting for me. Uh, made me feel very old, which I am, because uh, I I saw his father Bryce Allen run back in the uh, around 2004-2005. He won the 400 at the state meet. So it's kind of interesting to see the generations there kind of come on. I also got to see Bryce Turner run, uh, which we really haven't seen this season. Uh, he hurt himself in the first meet of the year, and he uh, he really he tried to run at district and he couldn't do it. But he ran uh, the anchor leg of the of the 400 and 800 relays, uh, the 400 relay Bay City one, and uh, that may uh, 
that may be good enough to get them to stay like they were last year. Obviously, uh, Turner can't go as an individual since that time has passed. And the other thing was I got to see uh, Oliver Miles from El Campo jump, long jump, and then triple jump. Uh, he's a tremendous athlete, four-sport athlete. He plays, you know, football, basketball, baseball, and does track. Uh, really an amazing athlete. And uh, last year at the state meet, he, he finished second at the, uh, in the triple jump. He was leading in like until the very last jump, the, the guy passed him on the last jump. So I know he wants to get back there and uh, redeem himself. Mm -hmm. We also had a few area teams be uh, compete in area meets. In the districts 29 and 35A area meet, Victoria East and Victoria West uh, competed and we had a few gold medals. Matthew Jackson uh, from Victoria East, he won the long jump and in the girls 400 relay, the Victoria East girls um, won won the gold medal on that. And overall, the girls placed fourth, and the boys placed the boys were tied for fifth. So uh, you know, pretty pretty good performances from area from area teams and area athletes. Um, Mike, I know it's kind of a tough re, uh, you know region that they're in, and you know, for for a few of our athletes to get to get through to the next round, um, you know, what are you looking to see out of them? You know, in, in that next meet. And it's it's uh, region four, and you know you just never know. One thing is uh, the uh, the Victoria schools will be going up against San Antonio schools. This is when you know you really you really find out. I think uh, Matthew Jackson has an excellent chance. I mean, he jumped twenty two something, I believe, at the area meet. If he can keep that up, he's going to have a good chance to advance the state because you have to. At the regional meets, you have to finish in the top two, and uh, then from they take nine, so there are four regions. You have eight, and the ninth uh, person is it has either the best mark or best time. And if you get in a situation where you have the same marks, they look at they actually go back and look at your misses and see who, what your previous best jump is. It's not a it's really not a perfect way to determine, but it's about the only way you can do that because they want that extra competitor at the state meet. Mm -hmm. So we'll have, uh, that'll be, of course, a week from uh, Friday and Saturday week, mm -hmm. a week away. And uh, there used to be a lot of uh, regional qualifier meets where they would have a meet where people who qualified for regional could go or, uh, but Lately, uh, most most of your athletes, they don't want to run now. It's only a week away. You don't want to take a chance of getting hurt. So uh, they'll all be kind of fine-tuning themselves for the uh, regional meets. Mm -hmm. And we also had regional meets in golf uh, wrap up recently. For the girls, Goliad's Abby Yanta, Flatonia's Jordan Ponewash, Weimer's Taylor Smith, and Palacios' Audrey Delgado, they qualified for the state tournament. And the Shiner girls team also qualified. And then for the boys teams, as of now, Weimer and Schulenberg qualified. And in the, in the, in the individuals, Yorktown's Cameron Willis and qualified for state. And Dalton Eckhart qualified as an alternate for state. So we got a few, um, you know, few, few state qualifiers there. And, you know, it's good to see. Not just, you know, track and football, but, you know, golf gets some recognition there, too. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, Abby Yanta, I mean, what she's been, uh, she's done a lot. She's, uh, she was on the volleyball team mm -hmm. and, and then she was on the basketball team that made one of its deepest runs ever. So quite a year for her. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to take one more break and hear this commercial from Thriving Financial. Thriving is a proud sponsor of The Grid. Thrivent believes money is a tool, not a goal. Thrivent financial advisor Carly Herrig works with clients to create financial strategies that reflect their priorities and help them protect the things that matter most, like family and giving back. Carly can be reached at 361-223-7883 or connect.thrivent.com backslash true-path-planning. All right, we're in our final segment of the podcast, uh, baseball and softball. Gabe, you recently saw Victoria West get their first zone win over Corpus Christi Miller. It was a 10-3 win on senior night. I know the, the Warriors have had kind of a, you know, a tough season this year, uh, in, especially in zone play. Gabe, how, how kind of big was that win for head coach Austin Molinaro on the West Warriors? I tell you, it, it was big in the sense, one, it was senior night. So they, you know, Molinaro got to go out. He got to kind of throw senior after senior out there on the mound. They put up runs early against Miller. You know, they had 10 runs by the fourth inning, and they, they were able to, you know, kind of get the game out of hand early. What I liked was they had a little bit of swagger after the game. They, you know, all of their talking was like, you know, we we believe we're better than what we've shown this year. And, you know, they let the East game and in extra innings, obviously that was a tough loss. And they think they, you know, they think they just kind of end up on the wrong side of some tough games. And now it's about, you know, they have one game left this season. They go to Miller on Friday. And, it, you know, they got a lot of young guys on the team. And their their mindset, their messaging is like, hey, let's end this season on a high note, show we can compete, prove not just other people, but to ourselves, we can play at a high competitive level. And then move forward in the next season with some positive momentum. So mm -hmm. I think it was big. Just to, they've been doing a lot of losing, and it's just okay. We won. We know we can play, but now we have some tangible proof of that. Mm -hmm. And they recently added a few games to the schedule. So I think yeah. next week they're playing Flower Bluff uh, in a doubleheader away, and then they're also playing one game at home. So they they got even more chances to you know kind of prove uh, you know what how to. You know, end off the season on a positive note. Yeah, I think it actually works out really well for them because you can you you can see that confidence building for them. And now they get they get a chance to they they get a chance to build on that. They get a chance to prove because you know Miller is probably the worst team in the district. So beating them, it's like okay, that's what we should do. Let's go beat Flower Bluff, who you know from a different you know they're in a different zone, obviously. But let let's go beat another team. Let's go beat. Let's go show. Let's go continue to prove to ourselves that we can win these games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got, and of course, we got the finale for East tomorrow, mm -hmm. the uh, East Ray game. Um, I, I believe I looked, I think Ray moved to number two mm -hmm. in yeah. the 5A poll. So even though East is pretty much, it is, I believe, locked into the third seed, um, it's a chance for, you know, for them to make a statement before they go into that zone playoff game. Can you imagine the confidence East would have if they were able to beat Ray the final game of the season going into that zone playoff? Well, I'll tell you what, they beat, you know, Veterans Memorial on the road. This is a team that's, uh, 
it's been kind of Jekyll and Hyde, you know, some nights uh, they look like they're, you know, they can beat anybody. Other nights you kind of shake your head going, what's going on? Uh, you know, I think Wes Coley is, uh, the coaches expressed some of that frustration. He, they they still only have, what, two seniors. So, you know, in a sense, they're young. But on the other hand, these guys have been playing since they were sophomores and freshmen. So they're really not inexperienced. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this will be a good chance to see a good measuring stick for, for East because that uh, they're probably going to play either uh, – I think it's either Carroll it's Carol or King. King that they'll play in that zone playoff. And Carroll and King are playing on Friday yeah. as well, so there's mm -hmm. some things still to be decided. Something to watch for with these. Uh, Joey Lee, probably their best pitcher, yeah, bro broke his hand early in the season, made his first start last week against Corpus Christi Miller, just got back on the mound throwing again. So he could play a big factor as we head towards, you know, last game of the season district playoff. Yeah, and I, I saw it right when they came here and played West, and, you know, they hammered West. But they're not unbeatable. I mean, they're, they're, they're a team that is very good, but not a team that you look at and say, wow, you, there's no way you're going to beat them. So, um, and I'm sure that's what uh, Coach Coley is telling his players. Look, you know, we're just as good as they are. We just have to play well to win this game. Moving a little bit further out in our area, Mike, you recently covered El Campo and Wharton baseball. The Rice Birds beat Wharton 10 to 2 in a district battle that kind of helped them, you know, stay alive in the for contention of that district title with uh, was it Celia and Needville? Yeah, that's kind of a three-way race. Uh, and to be realistic, uh, their chances of the district title aren't very good. They would need to beat Sealy which they could do, but they would need Navasota to beat um, Needville, which is possible but not likely. So most likely that game was with Sealy will be for second seed. And I, I think the, the big thing about that is um, the, the, the third seed is probably going to get Bernie, I think, in the uh, second round, whereas the, the second seed would get Bernie in the third round. So, I mean, you're going to have to play these teams like Bernie and Sinton if you're in 4A. But, you know, you want to avoid them as long as you can, the better off you are. So I think that was the big thing for the Ricebergs. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. As, uh, and, uh, you know, as we speak about 4A, uh, Calhoun, I was speaking to uh, their coach, Scott Elliott, today. Uh, they're probably they're going to end up as either second or third seed in that district, so uh, they they'll be ready for the playoffs as well. Mm -hmm. And moving into softball, uh, we got the playoffs coming up. But Victoria West they fell to Corpus Christi Carroll ten to zero in a district uh, crossover playing game for for to, with a chance to get to the playoffs. Um, so East season is done and West season is done. We still have plenty of teams that are going to be completing the playoffs. We got Shiner, Ganado, Hallettsville, Schulenberg, uh, you know, just, just a number of teams. And before we end off the podcast, we want we want to ask you softball coaches, if you could please send your by-district playoff pairings to sports at vicad.com. Uh, we'd really appreciate it so we could get everything settled as far as, you know, scheduling, uh, you know, playoff games and, you know, 
putting that information on our website. We have one more announcement. We still have sponsorship opportunities for local businesses to sponsor this grid podcast and also the Varsity Cup Awards. Um, if businesses would want to sponsor either, you can reach out to Kyle Motal at the Victoria Advocate for details uh, regarding sponsorship. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. From me, Mike Foreman, and Gabe Myers, we appreciate you guys listening.